welcome 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 to the i am two show this is officially episode one so i want to welcome all the listeners to this to the beginning of greatness and launching this first episode with me is the amazing ambidextrous multi-talented there's so much (laughs) so much so many things christine wait before i even say your full name let's let's let let me go down the list of profile your your profile list winner of the miss aun competition fall 2018 true correct true true. philanthropist slash community service leader correct financial literacy coach aka money money mechanic mechanic. yep part-time photographer oh yes full-time entrepreneur yes Current president of the Law Student Society AUN chapter. Yep. Please help me welcome Christine Vihishima, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Christine Vihishima, and um, I think today I'm going to be the money mechanic, right? Anyone, you can wear all the hats. You can wear all the hats. <laughs> Maybe a little of everything. So, As yes, I'm so pleased to be launching the show. Like, yes, wow. Yes, yes. I didn't know I was the first person. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So, Christine, I don't know if you, because I was when I was wor- um, working on this episode, I was thinking, like, how did Christine and I even meet? And I don't know if you remember. It was the way I remember it. It was my first semester when I transferred to this school. That was fall 2018. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I, I already knew Vanessa. Yeah. And I remember there was a marketplace Friday. Mm-hmm. Where you were selling Zubu. Yes. And I came in and then I saw Vanessa. So I don't say to Vanessa. Then you were there. Then you now asked me if I want Zubu. Yes. Okay. Two and a half years later, here we are. I know. And so Zubu So now us my own question <laughs> is how did how does one go from selling Zubu at Marketplace Friday to becoming the president of the Law Student Society? <laughs> That's just what I want to know to start off wow that question just reminds me of a whole lot of things i think i can vividly remember that night now um i know i was making noise about people coming to buy my zobo and i probably you know stopped you in your tracks to buy my zobo but yes how does one you know transit from you know selling zobo at marketplace friday to becoming the president of lss i would say a whole lot of things i would say transition is one thing i would say um the phases of my life and discovering who i am has contributed to that and the reason is because um you mentioned the word i'm multi-talented i'm not even going to deny that um i am multi-talented um i'm gifted to do quite a number of things but i have noticed that over the years and um over the phases of my life i have had to engage in some things and then phase out of them so that i can you know move into other things and you know having a store at the marketplace for the couple of i think semesters that i did was a phase for me it was a learning phase for me it was a phase where i you know not just had a business you know to sell stuff but it also made me meet great people helped me to interact help me with my people skills helped me to know more people on the AUN campus surprisingly i met quite a lot of people made quite a lot of friends simply because they enjoyed my zobo and now i have moved transited from that phase to greater things in quotes um and one of the things is being the lss president so i would say that it has just been a process of transition 
and you know clearing my path defining my path more and more as a person and yes okay um before we go on a short break and return do you still make that zobo is that zobo still up for sale (laughs) not up for sale but well on special requests yes okay all right so we'll go on a short break Serving you the hottest talk shows. It's, it's, it's hot. Stimulate your mind. Stallion Radio. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to episode one of the I Am Two show with, as I said before, the multi-talented Christine Vihishma. Um. Okay. So I want to, I want us to talk a little bit about the protest that was held last semester i remember where i was when i opened my phone and i saw back-to-back videos of christine in a martin luther king pose fighting for good food <laughs> and good service in yes. the aun calf and i just remember I, I i remember feeling so the only like you know when you're on twitter and see something you love so much that you press that retweet button so hard Mm -hmm. that was the feeling so what was the experience leading up to that and what triggered it for you okay i would say that a lot of things actually triggered it and it was bound to happen that's just the truth one day one day that thing was going to happen i know that you know for many times you know i would often make statements like oh we should protest one of these days you know, we should either boycott, we should just do something, like make a statement. But you see, the, the thing is, you also have to have the people on your side when you want to do these kind of things. And then you also have to consider, you know, quite a number of other things. You know, but that day, for me, it was like the last trick on the camel's back. I know that um, Taslim, he may be my friend. He is my good friend. But I had to be very rude with him that day. And I'm like, yo, Mr. President, if you're not going to protest, I am going to protest. I know that he was a little shaky at the beginning. You know, okay. I was like, no, you see, this thing has been a long time coming. And, you know, we had allowed so many things to just to just go. To just like, just, uh, it's fine. Because just I, remember, I remember that last semester last semester was my last semester was my last yeah. semester doing yeah. a meal plan yeah yeah do you yeah. understand i think i stopped i stopped i started one meal plan like i think two years ago and even with the one meal plan i am eating food and i am still complaining like i hate to trash food but like i've had to ask god god please forgive me for trashing food but like i can't eat this and you know what hurts the most is the fact that you're paying for a service and the thing we have come to um consider as normal as nigerians is that we expect shitty service permit my language so when people give us shitty service we just shrug and we go we don't hold people accountable and that's why we let things go so you go to a restaurant you're not treated nicely you're paying for a service you know a waiter is being rude to you customer service is terrible do you understand instead of holding them accountable for their actions we let it go Highest, we like last, last I won't come and eat here again. But you no, know, sometimes, especially when this is repeated, you need to call people out and hold people accountable, especially when you're paying for the service. And so, for me, um, if you listen to any of you know, when I even talked when we got to the actual place where we're speaking with, like the um, I don't know, the register or something like that, you know, I challenge them that look, we are paying for a service, we expect that you should give us that service in return. It's simple, yeah. So, and, and I remember after that happened over the next two weeks like i just saw a lot of rapid changes yes food was good yeah i mean even dinner that day yeah yeah, yeah, was nice yeah yeah it felt like you're eating out 
and then over time it and felt then, like okay. everything came <laughs> went back to the way it was before Obviously, so uh, people sad. have been saying that we need to hit up christine oh well, let's yeah. eat again but one last ride okay. <laughs> i'm all up for it okay so the money mechanic mm. what is what is your relationship like with money what 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 what's what is money to you Omo, huh. money is life oh. Mm. To be honest, I tell people that there is absolutely no aspect of your life that is not affected by money. There's, think about it. There's absolutely no aspect, even your religion is affected by money. Because in as much as we want to help the less privileged, we want to build magnificent churches and mosques and we want to do good stuff for people, without money, none of that can happen. And no matter your religion, there's an aspect where you have to give money, where you have to remove from your pocket and fund even offering time blessing (laughs) so there's absolutely no aspect of your life that is not affected by money and if money is that concrete to your life then you should know how to manage it and for me i see that quite a number of young people are struggling to manage their money and so for me if you ask me what my mission is as money mechanic i am so passionate about helping two generations our generation we are y b generation y millennials yeah. and generation z those are my two target populations i want to help these young people understand their money and simply if you want to manage money you just need to be able to know how to make money how to keep money, how to spend money, and how to multiply it. Once you know how to do these four things with your money, okay. you're game. Okay, I, lo- I love money talks. <laughs> <laughs> I love money talks. Okay, so now let's bring it to the level of the average students that listen. Yes. Most of their income is from their parents. Yes. So, but and at, at the same time, everyone is still trying to cash out on whatever they're getting. Of course. So, what would you say to an average student now let's say the only money i get is from my parents yes but i want to make more money yes how do i go about it okay so i have a principle and this is it it takes money to make money okay um you want to make more money you want to spread your wings you want to earn more but you need money to make that happen even the tiniest most cheapest part of my language business that you want to start you need money to start now the thing is there are two things involved first of all you must determine what you want to do what are your interests what are your skills you can always leverage on your interest you might think ah i'm just interested in food do you know that your interest in food can be turned into a business venture I mean, like, people are doing so many things with food right now. You necessarily don't have to cook food. You can be a food blogger. You can do food photography. Have you thought about so many things that you could do? Like, there are so many things you can do with a simple interest. And you know what I've come to realize over time? You know how we think that the people who are making the money are genuinely interested in what, like, they make money from? It's not true. I can choose not to be interested in cement but i can run a very lucrative cement business all because i have the people who are interested <laughs> in it to make my business work yeah. so do you Cause, think cause that Dangote is genuinely interested in sugar like he really loves sugar sugar in, just intrigues in him. do you understand <laughs> so but then all of this come together it could be your interest it could be your skill it could be your talent it could be your knowledge so your knowledge could also you know you could leverage on that to make more money um i will talk a little more 
um, about as a student, how can you diversify your income? Um, I guess um, in a few minutes. Okay. All right. So we're going to go on a quick break and we'll be right back with Christine Vihishma. Don't go anywhere. Serving you the hottest talk shows. It's, it's, it's hot. Stimulate your mind. Stallion Radio. And we are back with Christine Viheshma on the I Am Two show. And before we went on that break, we were talking about diversif- as a student diversifying your income. So now, how does a student who only receives money from their parents and you know they want to start a business that might have a bigger budget needed to start that business how do they do they go about sourcing for funds or using those funds to start that business all right thank you so much for this question and you've already narrowed it down for us um now first of all i'd like to state that depending on one um stream of income is a very risky way to live um when we depend on one source of income we do not attempt to stretch our wings that's where multiplying your streams of income come in and like i said before i went on the break i spoke about the importance of leveraging on your skills your knowledge and your interest to make you know a source of income flow now for yourself now as a student you're receiving just money from your parents you have no other external source of income there are two ways for you to be able to gather that money that you need to start whatever business venture you are thinking about and the first thing is to acquire the habit of saving saving can never be overestimated how much do you save um okay so personally for me i have various streams of income currently i have about five streams of income where i receive money from so for every stream of income i have a savings plan for them for some of them i save 10 percent. some i save as much as 50 percent depending of on how much is coming in per stream and the whole point is for every source of income you are getting you should save not less than 10 percent you should be able to learn how to live on 90. so if you're getting on average 20k per month you should be able to save 2000 naira out of that 20k before you spend and one thing you must always do is to save before you spend often at times we put saving on the back burner so we say when i finish buying all the things i want to buy then i will consider saving the truth is you will never get around to saving that is why once money comes into your hand the first thing you must do is to save acquire that discipline of saving and you'll see that the next thing that comes after is budgeting A lot of us spend on impulse. We spend with our emotions. We spend based on the pressure that our friends and people around us put on us. But when you decide to use a budget, and a budget, simply put, is a plan for your money. So you have 5,000 naira and you sit down and you logically think about what are my needs at this time? And what can this 5,000 do for me? And when you are budgeting, you must include your saving inside your budgeting. So saving is a part of your budgeting. So if you're saving 10%, you write it there, saving 10%, 10% of 5,000 is 500 naira. Then you begin to outline the other things that you need to use that money for. When you sit down and logically think about how you want to spend your money, you realize that you are able to make wiser decisions with your money. So when you save and budget, you are able to now put aside money from the little money your parents are giving you to be able to start something for yourself yeah, without and, asking and, any and other person for money. Of saving and budgeting, mm-hmm. it's it's something that 
requires discipline oh, because yes. i only even started learning how to say properly over the last i'll say maybe two years a yes. year and a half else it's i'm spending easy. my as it's coming i'm going jay jay straight no up <laughs> so, so as a student i know how difficult it is yes but at the same time what you're saying is that if you want to make if you want to create that extra um income source you need to save then you need to learn you how to save. to save yes it's well it is well okay um now going moving on next from your heart as the money mechanic we can see all these things that you do right so what would you say is your biggest motivation because i know that doing all these different things from community service leader money mechanic uh, entrepreneur it takes a lot of discipline every day to be able to say okay this is what i'm going to do today and to actually you know go through on that goal on that target so what would you say or how would you say you and you encourage yourself every day or you make yourself get up every day to say okay i I need to do this no matter what i'm really glad you asked this question and the reason is because just this morning i went on google and i was reading about the term social entrepreneur I've never termed myself as a social, social entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. But I noticed over time that whenever I present my profile to people who either want to interview me or something, they always write social entrepreneur under my name. And I've always struggled to fit myself in a particular, like, what, what really are you? And, you know, I read about a social entrepreneur today and I can categorically state that I am a social entrepreneur. Now, what is a social entrepreneur? And okay now a social entrepreneur is someone who comes up with solutions especially sustainable solutions that benefit the community now why do i say i agree i'm a social entrepreneur my greatest motivation is people and as i read you know today over two to three articles i realized that the key word that kept coming up is the heart for people and for me i've realized that over time everything that i do is for the sake of others I love people. I love to see people grow. I love to see people learn. I love to teach people. I love to pour what I know into people. I want to die empty. Like what am I going to do with all of this knowledge and all of the money that I know I am making and I am going to make if I don't share it with people? And for me, even as the money mechanic, I see myself going the extra mile when I have to coach people. I become a part of their lives. As somebody who works in the community, I'm doing it for the people. Even my businesses, I I just noticed that it's for the people. So for me, when I think about the lives that are being transformed by my work and the solutions that I am bringing to the people, ah, that for me is like my greatest motivation. At that that point, it becomes beyond just what you're getting. No, I don't even get anything in the end, to be honest. It's also about what they are gaining. Yes, what I am giving. For me, it's about what I'm giving. Yes. That's that's, that's incredible. Okay, so before we um, round up the show, talking about this value that you add to people as a motivating force, how would you say, not not to get into a morbid zone, but how would you say you would like to be remembered at the end of the day when it's all said and done hmm. how would i like to be remembered Omar, i would like to be remembered as someone who gives. Hmm. like i just want people to think about me and just think about how i gave how i impacted them how i 
how i released myself to them how i didn't hold back how i was selfless for me that's just it how i went the extra mile and i didn't hold back i love it i love it um i hope i look i have enjoyed this episode i've learned so much honestly even in this short time short eh? time <laughs> i feel like we could actually go for another hour but maybe in the future yes. we'll do another episode but thank you very much christine i really i really My do pleasure. appreciate this guys i hope you've enjoyed this episode i hope you learned a lot from this episode start saving your money it's not every time <laughs> it's not every time jaye jaye it's not <laughs> There's a time for everything thank you very much um don't forget to follow us on our socials instagram stallion underscore radio Twitter, Radio underscore Stallion, and Snapchat, Stallion Radio 1. Thank you. And also, please follow our wonderful guest today. Christine, where can they reach you, please? Oh, yes. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Isham Pepe. T-H-E-I-S-H-A-N-P-E-P-E. Amazing. Thank you, guys, and have an amazing, amazing week ahead. Serving you the hottest talk shows. It's, it's, it's hot. Stimulate your mind. Stallion Radio. I'm hot. You're not.